This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world, join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Eric Seropian. Eric has a long history in promoting small businesses online. He grew up and lives in the South Bay area, which has been a pleasure. Eric is an SEO and SEM expert and founder of ThisIsMySouthBay.com. Eric's expertise is unique in that he specializes in both international and hyper-local SEO, helping founders, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and small business owners make sense of searchability and marketing on the web. Welcome to the podcast, Eric. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I I would like to start with uh, really asking you to um, not just define, but explain what uh, search engine optimization is, please. Sure. So let's say you go to, uh, the big one is Google, and then there's Yahoo, Bing, and many others that are considered search engines. Basically, when we're searching for something, we go to their website. Let's say we go to google.com. And uh, for instance, our car broke down. And so we need a mechanic. So we type in mechanic uh, uh, near me or uh, Mercedes uh, tow or uh, transmission repair, whatever it is that we're searching for. And then we have on Google, we have the search engine results page that comes up with the search results. Generally on that page, you have the top two or three Um, slots that are for advertisers. It'll say sponsored. Uh, And at the bottom of the page, you'll have two or three advertisers there. Now that fat middle there, 10 on a page, are uh, organically listed there. That's when Google thinks uh, that that website that they're ranking should meet the user. And so they Google bridges the two together and says, hey, user, you should meet this website. This might be a good mechanic in your neighborhood. Uh, uh, Go ahead and check them out. So most of us generally go to the first, I don't know, uh, top five, top 10, top 20, and that's where you wanna be listed. So that those listings there are organic. You cannot buy that real estate. It's not something that Google charges for. It's, It's a service that it offers to its users so that the users have the best possible user experience when they're searching for something 
and they have a relevant business that comes up. Okay, that's so great. So what's the difference between search engine optimization and search engine marketing? Sure. So uh, also let me uh, uh, finish up by saying the, the, uh, when you're listed there organically on uh, Google, that mm-hmm. is the process of search engine optimization. You are optimizing to get ranked for particular keywords that are relevant to your business. Now, search engine marketing covers the entire scope of you know, everything that you're doing um, with search engines as far as content creation, ranking, performance measurement, um, Google ads, everything combined is under the umbrella of search engine marketing, one of which is uh, search engine optimization. Oh, okay. So this is something that I think is just so, um, I don't know if it's confusing or, sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe vague for small business owners, but so talk to me some about keywords. Mm-hmm. You know, how does someone figure out what keywords to use and where do they use them? So um, what we generally do when we're onboarding a client is, um, we want to do a, two things. We want to do a keyword analysis, and then we want to do a competitor keyword analysis. So mm-hmm. the first is we want to, and there are many tools out there that uh, someone can use. A, a free one is Google uh, Keyword Planner. And then there are many out there that are you know, a, a little bit more intense, like SEMrush and SpyFu and Ahrefs and Moz and there's many out there that range anywhere from, I don't know, $50 a month to hundreds a month to be able to get this data. So what we want to do is we want to, first of all, figure out the website that our client has, what are the keywords that they're ranked for? And then we want to take a look at keywords that they would love to rank for. Uh, so so we, we have to do some work on keyword analysis. Now, basically what that means is um, let's say I'm a lawyer and I only do uh, estate planning. So mm-hmm. I, I don't need the keyword lawyer. I need things to do with estate planning keywords. And so we do uh, research around those keywords and come up with strategies on keywords that people are searching for. So the holy grail is to have a keyword that has a high search volume has a lower competition and is extremely relevant to the service or product that the website offers. That's what we're going after. We don't want to go after the keyword lawyer or attorney because it's just going to be too difficult and too expensive. We want to go after the long tail keywords that uh, people are searching for. Okay. I would think that the more specific the keyword potentially the more expensive the keyword. Is that not necessarily true? That's not necessarily true. That's, that's the beauty of this is, um, let's say for example, um, I'll, I'll, I, I seem to always speak in examples. For example, if you're a real estate agent and you go after the word real estate, 
the, the phrase real estate. It's just yeah. so expensive. But if you go after a real a commercial real estate agent and then the city and suburb that you're in, uh, let's say Los Angeles or a suburb of Los Angeles, there's going to be way fewer competitors. Granted, there's going to be less competition, but it's going to be very relevant. And the conversion rate on that is going to be much higher. And you're going to have a much better chance of ranking for that keyword as opposed to just going after the keyword, you know, real estate. And so we want to make sure that it's, uh, you know, it's relevant. It's kind of like, you know, if you're a lawyer to do law, if you're a jeweler to do jewelry or gold, you know, there, there's, there's so many subcategories to these professions that it doesn't make sense just to take the highest level and say, oh, you know, real estate is getting millions of searches a month on Google. That's what, what I want to go after. And so you have to be more specific in what you're targeting. Okay, that, that makes sense to me. Now, I'm getting a little confused, which isn't surprising, but um, are these keywords that you just use in your content on your website and in blog posts and things, or are they keywords that you're using in paid ads or both? Okay, that's a good question. So what we want to do is we want to let Google know that this uh, service that we offer, uh, we offer this particular service. And so what a lot of people uh, kind of gloss over is that they have a service that they would love to get customers for and get ranking on Google, and yet they don't mention that on their website. And so what happens is Google goes in periodically to your website and on the back end, uh, spiders it, crawls it, and takes the information and tries to make a decision whether it wants to rank you for particular keywords on its search engine. Now, if you're offering a particular service, but you don't have a page for that on your website, or you have a page, but it doesn't mention that service on that page, probably Google is not going to make that connection. So we want to make sure that we, if it's a local business, we want to make sure that, hey, this restaurant is in this area, you know, make sure the suburbs are mentioned, that the city, state, zip code, everything is mentioned on the landing page, maybe several times, uh, so that Google is able to deliver the, the, the user to the correct uh, location. It, there's nothing more frustrating than you're looking for a restaurant and you live in Seattle and then you, you you look for a bagel shop and then instead of Seattle, you get search results in, you know, New York City or Texas somewhere. Right. So that is not a good user experience. And that's what Google is trying to deliver. So it needs to be very clear what you're offering, where you are, and, and things like that to even stand a chance to be uh, indexed in that search engine. So be sure if it's a local business that you have, you, you mentioned the cities and the suburbs and all that. And if it's a service, make sure that your service is mentioned on the pages so that your Google will, will understand what it is that you're offering. Again, if it's a, a law firm, you know, there are many different specialties that lawyers have that they, right. you, know, you know, some do just immigration, some just do divorce, some, you know, uh, every, you know personal injury, et cetera. And so you want to make sure that you don't just say lawyer because it's not going to understand exactly what your specialty is and what you're going after. 
And so again, as a user, if I'm looking for a real estate lawyer and I go uh, and I search real estate lawyer and Google sends me to a website that they don't offer real estate law, they offer, I don't know, a personal injury law, then I'm going to be upset with Google. I'm not even going to remember the website I went to. I'm going to remember that I had a bad experience because Google sent me to a site that Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with what I was searching for. So again, make sure that your pages are tagged correctly uh, with with the correct keywords that you're looking to target. Don't target things that you uh, don't specialize in. And make sure that when you create content, that you're creating content around those keywords. Okay. Now, um, there. so we hear this a lot, that Google's changed their algorithm. Um, so, so how does, uh, well, first of all, what does that mean? And second of all, how would you advise a small business to keep up with those changes? Like, how does that impact what a small business does when it comes to marketing? That's tricky to answer because unless you're in the industry, it's difficult. Or if you're really reading up and following up, it's, it's a, you know, a priority in your life. It's difficult to know exactly what happened until, you know, months, if not longer down the road. So if we take a step back and try to understand why Google is doing its algorithm changes. So you'll hear me say this over and over again, that the thing that made Google uh, successful as opposed to many other search engines that came and went before them is that they concentrate on the user experience. And they figure if the users are happy, the advertisers will follow. So when it's making its changes to the algorithm, it's trying to make sure that, first of all, that it's giving, you know, geo-targeting as good, or sometimes what happens is, you know, in years past, uh, mobile has become, has overtaken desktop. And most people have just focused on desktop. And so, uh, when they changed the algorithms, one of the things was, you know, that we're looking at your mobile, your mobile's not good, so we're going to reduce your ranking until you fix that. Mm. So there are things that they're doing. It's not to spite anyone. It's not to, you know, uh, shake things up. It's just they're constantly, as technology changes, they're constantly uh, refining things and making sure that the users are happy and they don't go anywhere. Okay, so if I'm hearing you correctly, they're, the algorithms change because they're always considering what is the experience the user's having, and that's and keeping up with that is difficult for just you know the average small business owner. Exactly. Um, because it's more of an industry sort of. Exactly, thing. and it's not like we get an email saying, "Hey." this is Google, change these things so you could keep your ranking. You know, Google is not um, communicating with us. Right. We're we're kind of playing detective, looking at our ranking reports, looking at our, you know, Google analytics, looking at our different metrics to see, you know, what's going on, what's happening so that we can, um, you know, uh, take a a best guess at what's happening. And usually as you're doing more and more campaigns at the same time, and you're, you're, you have more of a, you know, trend happening, you can see that, okay, if I, back in the day when I was just doing one website, 
when I first started, I only had so much data to go off of. But now I have a lot of websites that I, you know, overlook and I could see certain trends happening. So I figure, okay, this is what's happening. Let, let me, let me uh, correct it and, and kind of go from there. So since I had my finger in so many different things, it's easier for me to, to see that. Right. You sort of see it coming because you yeah. start seeing patterns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At this time, I'd like to take a sponsor break. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. And I'm sure you know that Audible.com has thousands of audiobook titles to choose from, but you might not know about the other content. There's podcasts, Audible Originals, Guided Meditations. Uh, my favorite thing is to be able to listen to different kinds of things all on the same platform. I think it's a time saver uh, and it's like productivity uh, hack for me. I don't have to go jumping from one platform to another. Uh, so we're offering you a free trial. You can go to audibletrial.com slash business growth, sign up for that free trial, and then explore on your own. You know, check out the audiobooks, check out the other programs, see what really, you know, resonates with you. Interested in getting some help with your sales strategy? Pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Let's talk some about um, hiring an SEO expert. So my questions are these. How does someone make sure that they're actually hiring an SEO expert? And, you know, what are they looking at in terms of, you know, investment, like on a monthly basis? Well, as far as the investment goes, it really depends on, you know, their budget and how fast they want to go. You know, they, okay. do they want to rank for, you know, two keywords a month or 20 keywords a month? You know, do they, do they want to do social media through the agency or do they want to do it on their own? There's different ways um, to do it. Um, I will back up a second and give a suggestion. For example, um, before COVID and hopefully when COVID passes, there was, there's a uh, uh, search engine academy in Los Angeles that I teach SEO classes. And you would be surprised the, the people that come into the classroom are not people that are looking to, you know, to, to open up a, a marketing agency or to get a job in marketing. These are people that have a business. They know digital marketing is important and SEO is probably the biggest component to that. And they're tired of hiring people overseas or their neighbor's kid or trying stuff on their own. And it's not going well. Right. And so they want to figure out what is this thing called SEO? What do I need to do to get traffic from Google? You know, what upsets Google? What makes Google happy? How do I read these reports? What do I do? You know, wh what is it that, that we need to do? And so I would think that a lot of times before you get into SEO and digital marketing in general to do some research and to get an idea, you know, what is it and how it works and things like that before you hire anyone. So that would be a, a starting point. And I don't mean, you know, years of study. I just mean maybe read a book or you know, watch some videos, get an idea what it is that, you know, um, what is the power of Google? Because with Google, when you have that free traffic coming in from Google to a small, mid-sized business, it's a game changer. You can't overlook it. And in time, as more people are going online to do their research, 
um, it's going to become it's become a you know a big part of companies' campaigns. Like back in the day with the yellow pages and, and things like that, you know that's all gone for the most part. And everyone, you know, if, if you have a problem or you're researching something, you're going to a search engine. It, you're usually towards the end of the funnel in your decision making. You know, you your your pipe burst at home, and uh, you need a plumber. You just go to Google and you do some research, look at their reviews. You know, it, it's all right there. So you need to be make yourself available to be in front of them when they're ready to purchase your service or your product. Right. So um, that being said, you know, th there are different ways to do your digital marketing. One of the ways that I always tell people is um, because they seem to think that they, uh, they need to choose between whether they're going to do social media marketing or they're going to do search engine optimization. And something to consider is Google is watching your social media marketing campaign. So I wouldn't cut out your efforts in Google, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera. But you can take that content and recycle it and use it for your search engine optimization campaign also. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Is it possible for you to give me an example of what that would look like? So for example, let's say, um, I don't know, a, a chiropractor um, is, is working on someone and they took that picture or they have a picture of a happy, happy client after their session. Mm -hmm. And so they have that on Instagram. And so they can take that picture and they can put it on their blog page and talk about this person had a neck pain. And after three sessions, the pain went to 50% and after another three sessions, et cetera, and, and create some content around that same client in that same picture. And so to target the keywords and to do the things you need to do uh, to get optimized. So with, uh, let's say, Twitter and Instagram, it might be hashtags that you're targeting. And with Google, it's going to be keywords that you're targeting. But it's the same content, it's the same picture, it's the same uh, client. You're just talking in different ways. You know, Google digests data differently than Twitter. Oh, okay. I see. That's interesting. So it's repurposing your content. Exactly. Okay. Now, I think you said something about how Google is paying attention to your social media um, yes. marketing. Are, are they paying it? Is Google paying attention to the content that you're putting out or how frequently you're engaging or... A little People bit of everything. Back with you, what is it? A little bit of everything. So okay. Google is, you know, it, it's trying to figure out, do I want to uh, give my stamp of approval for my users to go to this particular website? Do I want to rank them on my top, you know, 10, you know, uh, search results? Because if, if uh, let's say you, you search for something and you go to their website and it's not a good company, you're probably gonna remember the search result that you did from Google. Yeah. So Google is trying to figure out, you know, is this, is this a, a, a company that's doing this part-time or is it a company that's brand new or they're, they're not doing well or whatever. So one of the things it's looking at is, let's say for example, last month on social media, you had a hundred followers on your social media 
And this month you have 110, next month you have 120, next, the other month you have 150. There's some kind of trend going in a positive direction. And people are liking, following, sharing, commenting on your posts. And Google is going to think, okay, this is, this is a positive metric. Let me you know, check off that box. As opposed to if someone is hardly ever posting and when the business posts, no one comments, likes, follows, um, shares, then that's going to be a negative metric. So you, you want to do things in a consistent fashion. You want to show that there's some kind of growth. You want to show that there's an engagement rate going on. And that way, that's one of the things that Google is looking at to, you know, it's playing detective to figure out if it wants to rank you. Okay. All right. So it's okay. That, that's what I thought. Um, but I appreciate the, the confirmation. So if, if there's a small business owner listening and they're wondering to themselves, um, okay, I don't even know where to start. Uh, would you say it's with looking at those um, sites that show the keyword rankings? Well, what they can do is uh, they could go to, uh, yes, they should look at the keywords that they're rank ranking for. They could use a free app from Google. Um, they're welcome to go on my website and put in their email address and their website, and we'll send them a free report on their website. It'll show what keyword they're ranked for, what position, uh, how many searches a month that keyword gets, and things like that. So that might be a good place to start to see where they're at before they move forward. So once they do that, the, the important thing is, um, once that's done, we, we need to lock in on what are the keywords that we would love to rank for. Let's not worry about getting ranked for 10,000 keywords. Let's get ranked for the correct keywords and let's lock in on those keywords. And so that would be a good starting point. Okay. And then, um, uh, so then there's consistency and can you give us an idea of how long someone really needs to be patient about before they're gonna start seeing results? Yeah, I get, I get asked that all the time. It really depends on the industry. Okay. And it depends on, you know, if it's a geographically located uh, business, then we need to take a look at the competitors, see what they're doing. The thing to keep in mind is, you know, 15 years ago, you could spin up a site and you would be ranked top 10 on a lot of keywords within the first month. Um, now we have to uh, be cognizant of the fact that the keywords that we're wanting to rank for, there's already somebody there. So we need to jump over them. Hmm. And so that doesn't happen overnight. It's kind of like if you started a campaign for your website today, 10 years later, consistently doing your SEO, if somebody entered new into the, as a competitor into your area, it's not like they could just spin up a site and jump over you overnight. It's a position that's earned. And you have to consistently hmm. be doing certain things like, your social media campaign, uh, reputation management, link building, content creation, all these things that uh, uh, need to be done for SEO, you need to do it consistently. Because you know, uh, time, I believe, is uh, the greatest auditor. In time, you, you can fool uh, 
your competitors or Google or whomever in a short while, but over the long term, uh, you know, what a company is kind of comes out. Right, right, right. Because there are companies that are looking to take a shortcut approach, kind of like you see on Facebook where, or Instagram, especially where you could buy 10,000 followers for $50, you know, uh, and you can do that with, you know, online reviews and online link building and, you know, things like that. But uh, the thing that a lot of people don't realize is when you buy those Instagram followers, Instagram knows that those followers are fake. Mm. So you just hurt yourself in their algorithm because they caught your, your attempt to get around Instagram. And so same with Google. Once it figures out that you're trying to get around Google, then they're going to penalize you. So if you do things mm. consistently in a textbook way, for the most part, the algorithm changes aren't going to drop the rankings all that much. Um, and you're not, you know, it's, it's going to be something that in time, it's going to be a big part of your um, digital marketing campaign and possibly your entire overall uh, marketing campaign. I got it. But to answer your question, yeah. you know, that's something that people want to know so they can figure out yeah. ROI. And it's difficult yeah. to answer because every industry is different and, you know, certain neighborhoods and for certain keywords are, you know, very difficult, but it, it can be done in time. It's just not something that you can quantify because if I were to be running a Facebook ad or a Google ad, I know that if they gave me a budget, we know more or less how much cost per click it's going to be. And we know that we'll get X number of people coming to the website. And, and then after that, you know, they can take it from there. With this, we, we you know, Google owes us no traffic no explanation, you know, it's just one of those things where it takes it, in, you know, with, with our permission, takes our pages on our website and indexes it on the search engines. Right. Um, so how frequently should someone be monitoring their keywords to keep track of the effect effectiveness of them? Well, what we do is when we have a client, we have a monthly meeting and we go over, um, you know, the, the ranking reports. Mm -hmm. It also depends. We have certain clients. Uh, we seem to be, uh, we, we seem to have a lot of clients in healthcare okay. where we literally, we uh, keep track of our campaigns that we're doing. You know, these are doctors that, um, you know, have been in business for way longer than they met us. So they have traffic coming to the site and they have, you know, conversions coming in. So when we, we start doing business with them, uh, we set up a separate campaign on the same website so that at the end of each month, we could tell them we delivered to you, you know, this month, 50 phone calls and 60 form fills uh, and, and so on. So we could show what we've done on top of what they're already doing. So there are different ways to do campaigns. And you need to at least once a month go over everything, take a look at, uh, you know, where you where you were last month, where you are now, and you know if there is anything positive or negative, you know, do some detective work and try to figure out what happened. Sometimes it's something as simple as your competitor, uh, their ranking went down for whatever reason, and you got pushed up, or it could be that you've been doing something mm -hmm. long enough, and Google thinks okay. Um, I, th I think I'm going to rank this website um, higher than the other for, for a number of reasons. 
the big reason that um, needs to be addressed is there's something called Google Analytics that's a free app that every website should have. It's, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's something that gives a report on who, how many people came in per day, per week, you know, uh, per year, where they came in from, uh, which app they use to get in, et cetera. So one of the biggest metrics that Google looks at is um, average time on site for a user. So let's say today on my website, I had 100 people that came to visit and 90, 95 of them left within three seconds. So Google's gonna look and say, okay, this keyword doesn't match this website. So I'm gonna take the ranking down for this keyword. As opposed to if 95 people came to my website and an average person stayed a minute, two minutes, whatever, whatever it is. So if, if, it's, if it's a favorable metric, then Google's gonna say, okay, this website and this keyword are a good match. Now let me rank a couple more keywords and sit back and see uh, how, how long the users are staying on, on this website with these other keywords. And so this is a, something that is happening on a regular basis with Google. And so it's really important to create content that um, is relevant to the people that are coming to your website. Yeah, boy, no kidding. And, and when it comes to relevance, talk about those, those um, backlinks that you mentioned before. Sure. How does, how does you know, someone gauge which they should do? So for example, um, a link coming in to your website is something that helps you the, the authority of your site in the eyes of Google. So for example, if I write a blog article on my website, and in that blog article, I mention your website and I make a clickable link from my website pointing to your website. That's an incoming link to your website. The more websites there are that are pointing to your website, the higher authority you're going to have. So Google is going to think, okay, this, this website consistently is getting two, three, 10, 50, whatever links a month pointing to its website. Every month there's new links pointing to its website and uh, boy, like uh, uh, they must be something that these websites are uh, pointing to them. So that's another metric that helps in your SEO campaign. But does Google care who's linking back to your website? Or? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Not all links are created equal. Yeah. You know, um, then, there's yeah. something called domain rank. There are websites out there that have a zero, which I would recommend not to deal with those sites. And I've never really seen a hundred, but there's some out there. But obviously, you know, getting a link from, for example, my website or getting a link from NASA, which I think has a 90 year domain rank, obviously is completely, you know, they're different. So, but you wanna make sure that you get, uh, you know, a mixed bag of links and just make sure that you're not reaching out to people or dealing with people, websites that uh, it looks like it's a link farm or it's a, a you know, spam site or something like that. And a lot of the zeros are just that or they're just brand new. Oh, I see. So it takes time to, you know, create authority online as it I does see. in life. Okay. And, and, okay. So some of these sites have a zero. Where does someone find that information? That would be on any of the apps that I mentioned earlier. Okay. I'm not sure if it's on uh, 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 Google uh, Webmaster Tools 
I'm not sure about that. I, I don't really use it that often, but on okay. some of the, the one that I use lately is called SEM Rush. Okay. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not here to promote them. It's just something that I use regularly and it has the uh, domain authority there. Great. Okay. Wow. So Eric, this is really, really valuable information. Um, will you tell the listeners, you know, how they can get a hold of you and, and um, you know, a little more about what you guys are doing? Sure. So uh, if anybody is interested, they can go to my website, thisismysouthbay.com. Um, if they're interested in getting some ideas on strategies, or if they want to uh, ask any questions on search engine optimization or di digital marketing in general, they can click book now and book a 15 minute free consultation with me. If they like, they can uh, also get a free website analysis report um, on, on my homepage and you know, just put in the name and the email address and the website that you're targeting. And I will, we will send out a report on that website. Awesome. Thank you. I'll make sure that's in the show notes. Thank you so much. I Thank really you. appreciate you spending this time with me. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.